Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. So today we're going to be talking about success or happiness. What is more important or are they the same thing? Are they different? Is one more important than the other? You decide. I'm Shelley Carney. I am a certified wellness and life coach specializing in life design. And this is my business partner and producer, Toby Eunice. Hi there. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. If you're interested in speaking one-on-one with me, you have the opportunity to sign up for a free discovery coaching session where we can discuss your goals and your future and how you can go about designing your life for the highest quality life possible. And to do that, just simply visit esofterside.com and you can schedule that call there. Go ahead. Do you have a question for me that I can work on while you're... Uh, So what do you perceive as success and what do you perceive as happiness so um when you called me at the beginning of the week and you told me that this was going to be your topic and we had that brief discussion Mm -hmm. because there's i think this is one of those topics that's debatable depending on the individual Mm -hmm. um and then so the more i thought about it after we hung up and started preparing for this week uh, it struck me at first as the old uh, chicken and the egg problem which comes first success or happiness, uh-huh. like which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Okay. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, I realized that uh, there has to be some genetic component uh, and that with an environmental influence, because this strikes me as the same kind of question of uh, as are you a head person or a heart person? And you and I have talked about this ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. And we know, uh, or I assume that the world is divided not only into males and females, but into people who are head people, that is, they're more thoughtful and their lives are driven by their uh, thoughts and, uh, and logic. And then there are heart people. Mm-hmm. And I can name, in my own family, I can name the head people and the heart people with one that's uh, never quite sure about, right? So I thought to myself, well, maybe there's some of that kind of influence here. So I'm going to take the position that... that uh, whether you're motivated by success or motivated by happiness, there is a genetic component that causes that motivation and uh, whatever it is for you, it fits for you. But I'm willing to debate that. Okay. Back to you. Shall All right. We? Well, in general society, most of us perceive success as amassing great wealth. We know very wealthy people who we feel are very successful, uh, Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, for instance. Um, Or maybe it's a high achievement. Maybe they've received a PhD, they've become a neurosurgeon, or they're a professional athlete. They're at the top of their game in whatever industry they're in. Perhaps they're famous and well-liked. Tom Hanks comes to mind. (laughs) He's very famous. He's very well-liked. He's been in a lot of movies and People would think he's very successful uh, or um, maybe a great invention or innovation. For instance, uh, Apple or Amazon, we feel like the 
the leaders of those companies have been very successful in creating such a uh, an amazing product that uh, the world didn't even need know didn't even know that it needed until it was presented to us. Uh, so that would be great invention or innovation, or maybe they've received an amazing award, uh, like a Nobel, uh, Oscar, Pulitzer, a Olympian gold medal, something of that nature, very high achievement, right? Success. So what is happiness? Happiness would be a feeling of contentment, experiencing joy and delight, feeling surrounded by love or enjoying life, being very present in the moment and happy in the moment and, and aware of all the goodness that surrounds you. Success and happiness are not the same thing. Happiness and success are two completely different things that are achieved in completely different ways. So let's explore that. We can be happy anytime we want. We don't have to be successful or achieve great things to be happy, right? We don't, I don't have to have an Oscar to be happy. I don't have to have great wealth to be happy. Uh, many people remember a time when they had very little, but they were very happy because they were very focused on each other. They felt content. They felt loved. We can choose to be happy now. Happiness is a feeling. We can choose how we feel. By choosing our thoughts, right? So we can create the thoughts that make us feel happy. So what thoughts can you think that make you feel happy? Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I would say the uh, things that make me happy are uh, the awareness of... <laughs> well, it worked. See? No, no, no. What I was going to say, <laughs> the awareness of... Uh, the success that I've achieved, I've achieved in life. So, uh, but let me put it another way. So I like uh, I I like thinking. I, I like the idea that I can be grateful about what I have. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not a millionaire by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I have a nice little house, and I have a car that works, and I have a family that's healthy and growing, mm -hmm. and. Um, some and I gratitude. Have, I, I am grateful. I, I have some friends and. Thinking about those, I am supported and loved. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking about those things um, makes me happy, makes mm -hmm. me feel good. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, I am motivated to achieve more, you know, not stop. You, you know me well enough to know that, um, that uh, I like the idea of coming up with new plans and new ideas and uh, moving forward with them. And that's very satisfying in and of itself, mm -hmm. whether or not it... It makes me happy. I, 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 I don't. So I guess I have to address the, the feeling, the difference in feelings, satisfaction versus happiness. Uh, and achieving things is very satisfying. Yes. Right. Yes, it is. Uh, and uh, because it's very satisfying, it, it can also be happy, but I think it's kind of a different feeling. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, it's happy when, it, you know, when it becomes happy happiness when you're sharing it with other people right so you have your friends your family mm -hmm. you know i've got a new youtube channel and it's just achieved a thousand subscribers etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. um uh which i think is is kind of neat that you're that one continues to attempt to be successful that you never you never uh one of the elements of your life is that you don't stop trying to be successful because you know from your experience trying to be successful 
uh, attempting, working at being successful at something uh, can result in happiness, additional happiness. Mm-hmm. Because you're motivated and you're doing stuff. Right. Right. So let me ask everybody a question. Are you postponing happiness? Are you saying, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds. I'll be happy when I get that new car. I'll be happy when I find that treasure chest. I'll be happy then. Why can't you be happy now, right? Let's all be happy in the moment. Let's not postpone it. Let's be present and aware of each and every moment, each and every day. Let's be thankful for our gifts. Um, We have so much surrounding us, love, and we have... uh, you know, talents, and we have smart brains, and we have food and shelter and everything we need. It's great to be thankful for our gifts. And we can acknowledge our progress. Like Toby talked about, we're starting a new YouTube channel. We're not at a 1000 yet. But look, we're at, you know, almost 700. So, you know, we look at that progress, and we feel good about that. We feel happy that we've achieved and we, we have more to do. And then we can celebrate love and support that we receive. Like you talked about, you know, when you share the good news with your family and friends and they are excited for you and support you, you can enjoy that support. So let's use our happiness tools. Happiness is going to lead us to success. How does that happen? Well, happiness is within me and available to me right now. I don't have to wait. I don't have to postpone it. I don't have to be successful first. I can have it now. When I'm happy, I become confident in my ability to achieve success, right? So I'm happy about who I am. I'm happy in my abilities. I'm happy that I can help people. And so I'm going to do that. And that pushes me forward to my goals. When we define our success... That's like setting goals. They're saying, you know, success for me is when what? When I hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube or when I lose 10 pounds or when I get that new car. What is success for you? How do you define that? So what do you do in your life comes out of your happiness, right? Your happiness is this well of feeling that spurs you into action. You feel happy and confident first. Then you set a goal. I want to start this new YouTube channel and I want it to grow to a thousand. There's my goal. Now I'm going to work to achieve that goal. I'm going to make the videos that I need to make. I'm going to promote the videos. I'm going to do what I need to do to achieve it. All the while using that happiness from that well that I've filled up. When I succeed, I'm going to acknowledge that I succeeded. Look at that. You know, we're at 700 now. Look at that. We're at 800 now. Look at that. We're at 900. We made it all the way up. When we hit that goal, we set a new goal. This is how we become successful by using our happiness to get us there. Your goal is success, right? Goal, success, those pretty much the same thing. Feelings that we have... On the way to success, what could they be? A lot of times they're fear, doubt, frustration, right? You're working really hard and you're not there yet. And and you just, it's not producing happiness, is it? It's frustrating. It's, uh, I don't know if I'll make it. There's doubt, there's fear. What if I don't? These are the feelings that we 
we experience on the way to success. So don't look for it to produce happiness for you, right? You already have to have that happiness inside of you because it's on the way to success, you're not going to be producing more. Feelings that success brings are pride, some relief, and some validation. Again, not really happiness. You know, so we can't say when I get that car, I'll be happy. You can say when I get that car, I will feel proud that I've made the money and earned that car. I will feel relief that I have that new car and that I no longer have to strive. And I will feel validation that that car was my goal and I achieved my goal. But don't look for that car to give you happiness. The good news is we can have both, right? Success is external. It's a benchmark for performance and attainment. It's like a measuring stick. It's something that we can see. Look, I have this new car. Look, I have this YouTube channel. Look, see what I have attained. Happiness is internal. It's a feeling of positivity, contentment, and gratitude. It's a state of being. And when we're happy and we can sustain that, we can do so much more. Here's a thought model. Let's fill in the blanks together. So the result we want is success. The feeling required to get to success is happiness. First, we have to have that happiness. Then we take an action. Then we get success. So let's fill in the other blanks. Oops, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> let's do it together. So if success is my result, what is my action that I'm going to take that is spurred by happiness? Uh, perhaps just doing whatever work is necessary to get to that success. So what is the thought that's going to bring me the happiness that gets me to take that action? Thought of gratitude. So I'm surrounded by love. I feel supported. I can do this. I love myself. I'm strong. All of these thoughts can lead to the happiness that leads to the action that leads to the success. All right. So recommendations. I have a question before you go to recommendations. Okay. Could you go back one? We can go back one. So is the thought uh, always based upon, or can be always based upon, uh, the confidence necessary to move to the next step, right? I, I, Very often the thought should lead to confidence, yes. Right. So, so uh, I want, I, I want, um, I want to, let's use your example. I want a YouTube channel with 100,000 subscribers. Okay. So uh, the thought is kind of... So that uh, would be your result, yeah. 100,000 subscribers. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the thought is one of, uh, I've got I've to build up the skills necessary to do that to the extent that I'm confident this will work, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could just and think, I know I can do this. And not worry about the how just yet. Well, well. so that was the second point that I mm -hmm. wanted to make. Then doesn't, based on your thought, mm -hmm. doesn't the action become some sort of uh, risk, right? It can be, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, it's al it always has to be kind of taking a risk. Because what you're saying is, um, I want to I make 100,000 subscribers. Mm hmm I'm confident. I have. I'm confident that I have the skills to do that. Mm -hmm. That makes me happy. That mm -hmm. happiness gives me the uh, motivation. Motivation to move forward in whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And here's the risk: new right. YouTube channel with skills that yes. record. You, you know. Yes. So 
uh, I wonder if there's a relationship, a ratio between how confident you are with the thought and how willing you are to take the action, the, the risky action. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that all actions, well, all actions have some level of risk. Sure. Right. Some of them are low risk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, I need to pluck my eyebrows. <laughs> that would make me happy because my, no, because they're growing up. Because then I would be more beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Because then I would be more beautiful. So that's low risk, right? Plucking my eyebrows. Well, just as long get as, as you don't stab yourself in the eye, yeah. it's low risk. So, yeah. so it is relatively lo- low risk. But if it's... Um, I I want to take my four-wheel drive. I want to go I want to go into a different area that requires that I've never been to before mm-hmm. on a four-wheel drive r- road, you know. Uh and so the level of risk goes up mm-hmm. and you have to mitigate that by, you know, having your emergency kit, making sure your equipment is good, in good shape, your vehicle is in good shape, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So so if if one morning I decide I want to pluck my eyebrows, that's a lot lower risk requiring a lot lower confidence, right? So there's a ratio between what you what you want to achieve and how much risk you have to take to achieve that versus, mm-hmm. so plucking your eyebrows, new four-wheel drive road that you haven't been on before, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's so. all dependent on your comfort zone. Yeah. Things you've done before, things you're comfortable doing, or uh, reaching outside your comfort zone uh-huh. in that action. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. Here's the recommendations. Create happy thoughts. Isn't that funny? Let's just think happy thoughts. Isn't that, that's just a little too simplified, isn't it? No, it's not. really isn't. Um, Happy thoughts create happy feelings, create more action that uh, may take a little bit more, take you a little bit more outside your comfort zone and uh, gives you bigger results, right? So create happy thoughts as a daily practice. Using gratitude, positive perspective, and self-love. So wonderful way to do this is to journal or use self-affirmations, powerful affirmations. Um, you can have a vision board. There's a lot of ways to do this. Uh, but focus on gratitude, po- a positive perspective, and self-love. These will bring up your confidence and make you feel happy so that you'll be able to do more outside your comfort zone. And then take action motivated by those feelings you have generated with those happy thoughts, right? Those risks, whether they be low level or high level. And start off low, work your way up. Then you can reach out, right? That's that's maybe outside your comfort zone as well, reaching out to join the Softer Side member vault at esofterside.com. A simple thing to do, but maybe outside your comfort zone just a tiny bit because then, oh, she's going to know my email address. That's okay. Step outside your comfort zone. You can do this. Uh, Join our Facebook group, Facebook groups, uh, The Softer Side. We have a podcast that's out there. It's on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple. If you would like to download this or suggest it to a friend who enjoys podcasts, uh, the softer side.info at gmail.com is my email address and you can send me your questions or ideas for future videos there. Again, I have that free coaching, free discovery coaching session that you can schedule to focus on your needs and your goals. 
Go to theesofterside.com and join the member vault and you can schedule a call there. So in the live chat room, how about we talk about what, how do you create the most success in your life? What do you do? What are the steps involved in creating success for you? So the only uh, commentary is from Davia. I thought I can find the box. It's only a man that hit it. So he's talking about defend. The <laughs> yeah. Um, so then it's commentary on that. There are no Hello, questions. Hello, Davia. No Thanks for joining us today. Uh, there are some other people in the room, but there's no questions. Okay. Well, Toby and I are going to have a conversation, and you guys have the opportunity to ask questions or answer this one. Um, how do you create success in your life? And what do you do, Toby? How do you create the most success in your life? What are the steps involved in that? So uh, I want to say that it comes to me very naturally. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm not a millionaire. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't own Tesla or Microsoft or any of those. Uh, But I've had, I've had success in my life raising a family, uh, being who I am, um, building businesses, um, being successful at building businesses, you know. Not um, dying. Not dying. <laughs> that wasn't my you were fault, successful at that. I was successful <laughs> at not dying. Uh, but I feel like um, it just came very naturally. And I, you, know, I, you, you know, we were talking about my dad uh, the other day, and he was very much like that too. He had a natural knack for just being successful at stuff. I, I don't ever remember him. I don't ever remember seeing him fail. Mm. Um, he wanted to, so later in life is. Oh, no, that's not true. You've told me stories well, where no. he was on the losing side of a situation. Right. Uh, and he just made the best of it. Right, exactly. I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. Even even with the worst of times. I, I can't say that I've always been successful. You can't, we, we talked about this, about this. You can't, success requires taking risk. Mm-hmm. Here's what I know about people who take risks. They fail more than half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but successful people don't stop. Right. They look for alternatives or they look for other ways to approach it. They don't let the failure uh, bring them down to the extent that they stop attempting to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that, you know, the failures uh, obviously are not something to be happy about. Uh, but but some... then again, maybe you could be happy about it because you know you're trying yeah, well, it's the Thomas Edison thing where I know 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb, right? right? You can, <laughs> it's 2,000 ways not to launch a live stream. You know? <laughs> 2,000 ways not to trust OBS. You win so, or you learn, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, I'll go back to my, my coaching philosophy, uh, soccer coaching philosophy, which is uh, winning builds confidence, losing builds character. On the other hand, if you're the kind of person that losing doesn't build, build character, then you're never going to be successful. Mm. You know, it, you you need to be able to overcome that uh, the effect of losing in order to continue being successful. Yeah, and basically we have to look at what are we saying when we fail? What do we make it mean? What would it be serving us to make it mean? It would be, I tried that, it failed. It means. I need to try something else. I need to try again. I need to learn from this experience rather than making it mean I'm a failure. I need to quit. I'm never going to be good at this. Um, So we have to watch what we make it mean when we fail because we all fail sometimes. We do. 
uh, and um, and uh, you can't take risks. Like I said, you can't take risks and expect to succeed every time you take a risk. Uh, uh, and as I said, you are more likely to fail than you are to succeed. The question is, uh, what do you do then? Mm-hmm. Right? What's next? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you stop? Do you crawl into your bed and cry into your pillow? <laughs> Yes. Or you get back up and <laughs> or do you get back up and say, okay, that was painful. What do I do now? Yeah. And uh, part of the fun, uh, I think there's a certain amount of, I don't know, I, I guess you have to be a bit of a masochist in some ways, but part of the pleasure of all of this is, uh, is having that failure mm-hmm. and then sitting back. You know, uh, it's interesting because you, you know as well as I do that, uh, that, I've been, uh, that I've asked Kevin to do something with it, uh, with his new 3D printer, and he kept sending over all his failures. Right, <laughs> he kept saying, "Well, I'm getting close." But he did, and he didn't even have to talk. You know, he just he would give it to you, you would give it to me, and I'd, I'd kind of know where he was. And then, of course, today you brought over the one where he succeeded, but he never quit. He kept going back, learning more about how that 3D printer works, knowing more how to control it, knowing more how to achieve the, the objective that he and I both desired. And he's, it's not like he's getting paid for this, <laughs> right? He knows that we're just trying to do it as part of this other venture of ours. And, um, and he dealt with the various failures and then came back and kept doing it. Instead of saying, uh, Toby, I'm too old to figure this out. It's just too much <laughs> for me, you know. He went ahead and continued moving forward until he got the right one mm-hmm. and then learned more, you know, learn now, now he can go and get, build a more complex object, uh, you know, using, uh, what's that software that he uses? Uh, Blender. Blender. And then, and then it, the thing about Blender is you expect that the printer, the 3D printer is going to do exactly what you told Blender to do. And you realize that the Blender doesn't, I mean, that the 3D printer doesn't work like that. It doesn't do that. It starts making messes. You know, you think it's going to produce this object, and all of a sudden, it's doing things like I didn't tell it to do that. You know. Well, also he would pr- he would say, "I'm not. Let me learn something by doing a different thing." Right. Like he wanted to to do like a this weird kind of a puzzle thing, so he printed that, and from doing that, he learned. You know, oh well, I can add this to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so sometimes just going off. And trying something in another area, and then bringing that knowledge back. Well, well, the effect is that today you brought uh, w- the object that we had, and I had been discussing. Uh, you brought the perfect version of that. It's it does exactly what I had hoped it would do, and tried to describe to him. And unfortunately, I have no skills in this area, so it's even hard for me to describe it. What I finally did is I just sent him a picture of one that existed already and he took that and after several failures you know several i hate to call them failures but several attempts that were not what he and i wanted today he got to what he and i wanted and i think it's that stick-to-itiveness and he's got to be happy about that i'm happy about it. it makes me happy that he that he did that and i think knowing that i'm happy makes him happy but he has to be happy about the achievement itself you know um because he's he's learning new things and he's applying those new things and they have a constructive uh, potential right it helps us with our channel and he knows that it helps us with our channel so he's not just playing around but but like you said he's he needs to learn more about how the thing works and so he tries different things you know if i can get this to work then i can apply it to the problem that we have that the toby has defined and see if it fits in there 
And I was, I, you know, when you brought it today, I looked at it and I said, short of just the, the cleaning up that it requires, uh, it's perfect. It really is perfect. So now it's up to me to make sure it plays well. Mm-hmm. So I think a part of, of course, of succeeding is having that support system, right? Uh-huh. That's when you don't know how to do something, you have somewhere to go to get advice or um, somebody to work with who can complete what you can't. Uh-huh. Um, I think having that support system makes all the difference for me. That's when I can succeed the most is when I have people who can back me up or continue to uh, you know, give me that motivation and support. Then I know I can do this because he believes in me, you know? So if he believes in me, I can believe in me and, and then go ahead and do it. I think it's important to have people that believe in you. And, and uh, I think that there are a lot of people who are successful in spite of not having people who believe in them. Mm. As a matter of fact, they have people who go like, you're nuts. I mean, how many yeah. inventors have gone through that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Bill, Bill, um, Microsoft. Gates. Bill Gates' parents uh, almost, when, when he, he got arrested in, at, at the UNM and, and he was busted, they almost disowned him. Like, <laughs> what are you thinking, you, you, you young whippersnapper, you? <laughs> and he goes on to be a great success without ever having completed, so he didn't call, complete his college degree until later in life. So, uh, so I think you can do it in spite of whether there are people supporting you or not. Uh, it's just harder. It's always easier when you have people supporting you, at mm-hmm. least believing in you, if not, you know. Well, for, for, all, uh, for all the strange and unusual risks I have taken in my life, I've never had my children say to me, stop doing that. You know, <laughs> you're, you're nuts. We can't believe in you. They're always going like, wow, Dad, that's really cool. Or, wow, I want to see what you're doing. Or, you know. Uh, so it's, uh, I think it's important that you, you're, you're very much in that vein. You kind of let me look at me like I'm not crazy and you, you say, go ahead and do it. And then, and, and I think the other thing too is, is as you develop those relationships with those kinds of people who are providing your support, it's easier to go back and say, uh, I did this and I failed. And they say, yes, you did. Or, you know, a person who supports says now stop doing that. Doesn't support you. We'll go stop doing that. They'll say, what's next? You know? See if you've got a plan to get out of it. And if you don't, they can help it. That's, you know, you, you just started going to talk to the people at SCORE. I think what you're going to find out about those people is they're, they're going to let you do what you need to do, and they're going to let you learn from it, and they're going to make recommendations, and you can either take those recommendations or not. And, uh, and uh, but they're, they're there to support you. Mm-hmm. They're not there to tear you down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think it's, I think maybe one of the things in life is that if you can find, if you can surround yourself with people who are there to support you and not people who are there to tear you down, uh, it makes for a much easier life. Well, I was um, recently reading a book about uh, story, right? And all stories are only interesting because of the problems that people overcome or that, you know, the failures that they have. And I thought, you know, if I was to be on a podcast and they asked me, you know, now you're this rich and famous person and, and how did you accomplish all that? And I said, you know, everything just came really easy to me. I took a couple yeah. classes and then money just started, started rolling flying in. at me yeah. and I just had put on a big catcher's mitt and catch all that money and put it in the bank. 
how boring is that? Yeah. You know, and everybody else is like, yeah, right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care about you because you didn't have a hard life and and you didn't triumph over anything. That's not it's not an interesting story. So every time we have a failure, we say, well, new story. And it goes, and it goes, and and I think it's important to have those stories because they're they're not only motivational for you; they can be motivational for the people that surround you. That yeah, like well, if they can do it, I can do it. Exactly. Yeah. And we look at people's stories, like Oprah Winfrey, and and all the all that she had to overcome to get Uh to where she eventually um, ended up, and we can say, well, gosh. You know, it is possible. You know, the American dream is possible. The people can uh, overcome all their past circumstances and be big, big successes. And we know people who who indirectly inherited their wealth. And I think, and, and they may or may not accomplish something as a result, but I think for all of us, we appreciate far more the people that didn't inherit wealth or didn't inherit intellect or didn't inherit uh, the tools necessary to be successful at something. They just stepped out of that and didn't let them, uh, didn't let that uh, prevent them from achieving something. And those always do make more interesting stories. Mm-hmm. If you look at, uh, uh, what's his name, the, the uh, Robert McKee's book on story, or if you look at all the work that was done by that, the anthropologist, I'll never remember his name now. Chapman? No. Not Chapman. The, the hero with a thousand faces. It starts with a C. But <laughs> yeah. It's not Chapman. It's a, sitting in my library right now. Uh, but he makes it a point that the stories that have uh, 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 weathered the test of time are the ones of the hero who didn't have it easy. The hero who took risks and who along the way experienced more failures than successes, but worked their way through those failures to go to the next, what was effectively the next failures, you know, as well as I do when we're writing scripts, there's a a thing you got to get through the first the the first (laughs) act and at least one failure and that one failure motivates you into the second act where you have five you acquire some friends but you also acquire failures and each one moves to the next and you get to the uh, the beginning of the third act where all of this is resolved and you return home with the the boon the the whatever it was that uh, you had sought and those stories are the ones that people uh, love and have as i said stood the test of time and they do so over and over. And every good storyteller from um, Steven Spielberg to George Lucas to uh, all the great uh, directors, uh, filmmakers, use that model again and again. I, I, every once in a while I go back and look at Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. as cheesy as it looks today, mm-hmm. because of the limited CGI that we had back then, uh, it's still a classic hero story. It's and a, you can take a look at that and say, okay, well, in the very end, they were successful. But they had moments of happiness all throughout, right? They, they, became, they, had, they became friends. They had fun moments together. They had adventures. Um, they, they grew in their relationships, and they helped each other out and supported each other. And there was fun and happiness uh-huh. all through to where they finally succeeded. Even when they were having really hard times, they at least had each other and they knew that they could be happy again when they got through that. Uh, Sam. So uh, I want to thank all the people who showed up 
for our live show today and for all the people who watch this video in the future. I hope that it has some benefit for you to understand that you don't have to wait to be happy. You don't have to lose 10 pounds to be happy. You don't have to have that new car to be happy. You can be happy right now. Happiness is available to you now. So um, if you'd like to work on your happiness a little bit more, you can contact me through esofterside.com and sign up for a free discovery coaching session with me. And uh, we'll talk more about that. Thank you all for being here, for all your great questions and comments, for your kind attention. And for The Softer Side, I'm your Life Transitions Coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Yunus. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. And visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterSide.